a good evening. Welcome to the Bronx Queens Bros Podcast, better known as the BQB Podcast. I'm Big B. We got Big D. We also got Jack D. Hey, what are you doing here? What's up? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm glad to be right next to you wearing the same exact shirt. We just had a softball game. I'm actually repping his jersey. He's repping mine, um, but we're on the same team. Uh, Jack decided to change before the podcast, which is just unfortunate, but we all had a great game. So I assume we're feeling in a great mood, but how you doing, Jack? Great, guys. After that great win we had earlier, um, feeling great, ready to dive into some all-star game uh, talk, some home run derby talk, and V, your favorite thing of all time, the trade deadline. Let's go. I'm excited <laughs> to talk about it. But first, V, a message from our sponsor. Take it away. You got that right. This episode is sponsored by one of the best-kept secrets in northern New Jersey. Engineering and Design Concepts, a small company doing big things, specialized in product development, manufacturing, and test equipment. If you or anyone you know need assistance in that field, they are the company you need to contact. The link to their website will be in the description below. Now, everybody, in the softball game, I went 3-for-3. Three three. I don't make outs out here. These bozos, they may have done well, but they made their out. So clearly I'm the best hitter on the team. Just wanted to let that be known. This guy learned his lesson by betting against me at one point. So, Jack, you know better to bet against me too. So, well, only one of us did hit a home run, though. It wasn't me. And it wasn't you. I can't run. I'm still on the IL, kind of. Jack did get a clutch <laughs> homer today. Jack, so. Jack, oh, he, me. He yeah, I think it was you, Jack. Yeah, yeah Jack. Wow. I, I must say that, you know... He reminded me of Pete Alonso, if I'm being honest. Oh, oh no! <laughs> I look like uh, I look like um, what's his name, Aaron Judge, running because uh, my foot ain't running too well right now. So yeah, but our offense did not look like the Yankees' offense. Speaking of home run derby, though, did you guys you guys tune into that? I, I certainly tuned in to uh, Pete Alonso's uh, pitcher throwing like cutters on the outside corner the whole time. <laughs> But now Julio, I mean, even if Pete had a good pitcher, Julio probably has that round. He had the most ever home runs in a round in a derby. It's freaking awesome. Derby honestly needs a different formatting system where it's yeah, where everybody goes one round and then the top four best hitters go, and then it's one v four, two v three. I I remember the old derby. It would take forever. It would be like three four hours and. I guess it's not as exciting, but I miss watch being able to watch the home run. Now it's like because they go, it's like a time thing. Oh, I they don't miss even... the outs. Because yeah, I, I you feel like watch you get it. to you get to like enjoy the actual see how far the ball goes, right? Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. miss Chris Berm. Remember Chris Berman? Back, 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 back. Like I miss that. It's not the but same without Chris Berman. No, and now it's just like uh, you just like watch a yellow line across the screen. It's like, oh man, I'm getting a headache. Do you... You remember, to your point, Jack, you remember Josh Hamilton's performance in Yankee Stadium? Oh, yeah. How dominant forget. that was? I watched, I rewatched that performance, and you're right. Like, every home run was just cranked out, moonshots, and then you just yeah. got to watch it. Even, like, Josh Hamilton would, like, kind of gloat in between the home runs, and people would give, like, standing ovations, and you're, just, you're not going to see that. But, hey, we're trying to speed up baseball, right? I guess that's what we're doing. I, I think there's a happy medium where... Yeah. They, they can figure something out to make because I honestly think it's better than the all-star game hot take maybe of the day I don't know but um because the all-star game is just an exhibition game now so and anyways with so much interleague play you get to see like the Clayton Kershaw versus Max Scherzer and the Shohei's in versus Ronald Acuna's in the regular season 
It used to just be like you could either see that in the World Series or the All-Star Game. It doesn't happen anymore. So I feel like it loses its pizzazz. All-Star Game's also just kind of let the fans bring in whoever they want. It's not the, It doesn't have the same zing to it anymore. Home Run Derby, I still think, has it. But, um, Jack, I know me and you didn't catch a lot of the All-Star Game, but you know what almost happened? We made two predictions on our last episode. I don't know if it aired yet. We've been a little lackluster on the uh, the, electric, the electrical guy. No one told him to listen to us, so he hasn't gone back to us. But we predicted two things, Jack. You said that Freddie Freeman was going to home run. This guy hit it to the yellow or orange line of the wall in left field where um, Randy Rosarena made a leap and catch at the wall. Yep. Very close call on you, Jack. And then what did I say, Jack? Or what did we say? I think yeah, I started it. You I started, said, American, you said a walk-off. A walk-off by the American League. And, and I'm like, Jack, said, give me reserve? a player. Who's the, who's the reserve? And you're like, Julio. I'm like, fuck it. Julio Rodriguez was going to walk off. And this guy, bottom nine, two outs, runner on first, Julio Rodriguez to the plate, down by a run. My whole brain was like, let this guy park one out. Let this guy park one out. It was going to be the most epic call of BQB history. And Kimbrell walks him. <sighs> NL ended up winning first time in like 30,000 years. Uh, I think actually the first time since 2012. And AL's always killed us. But Jack, you did say NL's probably going to win this year. So hats off to you. Elias Diaz, MVP, first time All-Star, 32 years old. I don't know what <laughs> genius had that in their calling cards. Yeah, right. But with no baseball last couple days and the trade deadline, what, 20 days away? Not even. Not yep, 18 days away? About. We don't know where these teams are going yet with the Mets and Yankees here. Um, but we have some fun trade proposal ideas. We each kind of came up with a couple. Um, some are outside the box. I know me and Jack discussed this earlier. We've discussed Cody Ballinger endlessly on this podcast a couple times. So we're not going to discuss a trade proposal for Bellinger as we believe that he's the number one trade target, honestly. That is the most realistic option for the Yankees. But we have some other options for the Yankees. We have some options for the Mets. And we're going to go from there. Jack, do you want to start off? Yeah, V. Let me give you my Yankees trade first. We'll get it out of the way. Because I know you've got some really interesting tricks up your sleeve. So maybe this is a little bit unrealistic, a little bit wishful thinking. I'm not going down the Soto route, and I'm not going down the Otani route. Um, I want... Things I, I just don't think that's realistic as much as I, a man can hope. Uh, I just don't think it's going to end up happening. I don't think Cashman will give up serious prospects for what is basically a rental in Shohei Otan. So, V, this is what I have here. Lars Newtbar from the Cardinals and Jack Flaherty both coming to the Yankees. And who will they give up? Who will they give up? Jason Dominguez, star prospect. Everson Pereira, another solid prospect. And Nestor Cortez. Okay. Okay. So, so the reasons are getting here, it let out. Me just get into yeah, this. Yeah. yeah, explain it before we get into it quick. So. Yeah, so I think the Yankees get a, a nice outfielder, a bit younger. I mean, I think the team just in general, I think Dave would agree, needs to be needs to get younger. We're far too old right now. 
it's also, we're also far too right-handed. I think a left-handed hitter would benefit us greatly, um, especially because we have the short porch and we don't take advantage of it nearly as much as we should. And Lars Newtbar, he has lots of years of control, and I think um, it would be nice, also nice to pick up Jack Flaherty, a pitcher that's really dominated since having a really rough April. So... Um, yeah, I like this trade a lot for the Yanks, although I think Bellinger's definitely the one I, I do like a little bit better than this. So I think with Lars's age, you're going to end up giving up probably a lot because of the amount of years on his contract. Okay. Um, that's an interesting route. I didn't, um, I didn't think... I wonder if the Cardinals would be willing to trade off a guy with a lot of control. Because I thought the Cardinals had a decent team coming into the year, and I they're just dreadfully underperforming. And I wonder if they'd be willing to trade off a guy with a lot of high, you know, high talented ceiling that can um, definitely be there for the retooling. I feel like that's what the Cardinals need. They need to retool. So yeah. I, I I don't I don't hate it. I think that'd be a great trade. Listen, Lars Newbar is on my Diamond Dynasty team, and then we'll be the show. Guy rakes. So for me, uh, he'd probably rake in, in New York, 100%. Um, and Jack Flaherty, that's an interesting pickup. I feel like uh, he'd be good. The Yankees pitching has been great without Nestor. So you got to imagine that they probably don't miss him or you wouldn't miss him as much, especially with Jack Flaherty coming in. Bullpen's been solid for the Yankees. I like this trade. Yeah, you're giving up some prospects. I wonder, yeah. though, if that's not enough prospects for the Cardinals. In my opinion, you're giving up three Maybe. prospects, right? Did I just two, two, and then just Nestor? Two. So Everson and, Pereira, oh, Jason right. Dominguez. So the kicker is that Flaherty's contract, the Yankees would be willing to take it on, right? It's not, it's not great, I don't think, for the Cardinals going forward, or at least he's not viewed as a very valuable commodity because of his contract. Okay. I'm looking at the Yankees' top prospect list right now. I got to imagine you may have to throw in another pitcher. Maybe like someone, you know, I'm looking towards the bottom here of the top 30. Something like Sean Boyle, maybe Carson Coleman. Maybe just another arm. See, like, you know, those two guys, yeah. mid-20s, and they're, you know, double-A AA and triple-A. Some guys that maybe some arms the Cardinals could try to tweak and get good. Meanwhile, I don't think it would hurt the Yankees too much. More of just a, a, um, a bonus prospect that maybe the Cardinals could take bank on. Um, that's the only thing I would say. Maybe not enough prospect status there. Um, but I, I don't hate that trade, Jack. I'm not shitting on you here. All right. But I think Cardinals center fielders do do well when they come to the Yankees, too. So You got a good point. You got a good point. Let's just build our team off Cardinals center fielders. I like it. <laughs> um, Jack, I have a Yankee here, too, actually. I got a trade for All the right. Yankees. And... Um, I went a little outside the box because the guy doesn't necessarily play the outfield. He's a third baseman. Okay. It's Jamer Candelario, Candelario from the Washington Nationals. He's on a one-year deal. He's a rental. He's having a great year. He's having probably the best year of his career. And um, I think the Yankees get away by trading some not really high prospects. I got um, Tyler uh, Hardman. What do I say here? Tyler Hardman, he's a third base and first base prospect. He's 24 years old in double A. 
And then I get I got the Yankees giving up Yondres Gomez. He's their number nine prospect. He's 23 in Double A, a little older for that, you know. Um, has some decent stuff, but hasn't really figured it out yet. I think those are some two prospects that are solid. I don't think the Yankees would direly miss. Maybe you can even get like a bullpen arm from the Nationals if you need. Maybe get like, maybe okay. got like a little level prospect you get in that deal as well. Um, but Kane Larry is a switch hitter. He's hitting for a decent amount of power, so he's going to bat lefty most of the time probably. Probably wouldn't play too much against lefties. You probably have Donaldson and DJ there. And uh, that's kind of who I got. I think that'd be a nice little pickup. It helps bolster the offense, bolster the uh, the bench, and uh, I think it'd be a nice little pickup for the Yankees. Yeah. I don't mind that, V, outside of the fact that I think we just were going to need an outfielder, you know. I agree. I just... And I, I, I think this trade feeds off the Bellinger trade for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think if this, I think this is a move that definitely could happen, but I don't think it would be the only move, right? I think no, it would be enough. Nut- no, it's not the blockbuster move. I wasn't right. going for that. I was going for a move that I think the Yankees should make, but it, it's it's a complimentary move in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, don't mind it at all. How about you go right into your Mets ones because I know you got some interesting Mets takes. I mean, I do, but I know this gentleman here has some uh, has a Yankee one as well. Oh, fire away, Dave. Uh, well. I actually, I do have a very, I have an exciting one for both teams as well. So you want to do it at the end? I think I'll save mine for the end. Ooh. Because mine are the juiciest, for sure. Juicy. I, I haven't heard your guys's, but I just know mine's better. So, Jack, I actually have two Mets trades because I can't stop thinking about it. Because I, re- I read it on Twitter about That's Nolan fair. Arenado coming to the Mets. And uh, I can't stop thinking about it because... I loved watching Nolan Arenado, and I remember when he got traded to the Cardinals for nothing. I was so pissed. I'm like, how did every other team just... The Cardinals got paid to get him as well. That's what blows my mind. And plus, they got, um, what's his name? Walker. What's his last first name? Whatever. Uh, Jordan Walker. I, Jordan Walker. He, he's a natural third baseman, and they put him in left. So you got to imagine they trade Arenado... You get Walker coming back to third. So, I think this trade could get the deal done. I have to throw Brett Beatty in in this deal. I know he's a third baseman as well, but Beatty has experience in left. So, they can decide who they want to play anywhere. But Beatty's a lot of years of control. Clearly a very high ceiling type of guy. A 300 average guy. Mark Vientos, a new DH for them maybe. A lot of pop. Blay Tidewell, he's the highest-ranked starting pitcher in the Mets farm system, number five overall in the farm system. He's got a lot of hope, a lot of prospect status. He's he's looking really good. I like him a lot. He's a he's rated A plus. He's 22 years old, um, so he's good. And then last but not least, I have Nick Marabiato. He's a outfield prospect for the Mets. He's number 12. He's in rookie ball. He's only 20 years old, but he's batting around 300 in rookie ball right now. Some home runs. I think this trade gets it done. Um, clearly, the Mets are going to have to take on the entire contract, obviously. Um, and the Cardinals get a starting pitching prospect that's really good, I think. An outfield prospect, and you get a DH and an infielder. I think the Mets get this deal done without Mauricio, without Alvarez, without Parada. I think those are the good key- keys in this deal for me. I think I would do this deal. I'm a big Brett Beatty fan. But if there's any chance you can get a guy that is a top 10 MVP guy year in, year out, 
And you think about the Gold Glove caliber defense on the left side with Lindor and Arenado every single day. I mean, that's just oh, amazing. Another big power bat in this lineup. Lengthens the lineup up. I mean, you're, for me, it's this is a no-brainer. I know he's older, but he's only got three years after this deal, and he's, I think, only 34. I feel like he's definitely has definitely could play through this contract very, very well. V. And honestly, I don't. If we're just looking at the trade, I don't mind it at all. I think, I think maybe even less than that would get the deal done, just because okay. of how much Arenado is getting paid. Um, but V. I feel like we're forgetting a little bit. And people on the radio as well, and, you know, just the Mets, a lot of the Mets fans. Guys, the Mets are closer to the Cardinals in the standings than they are the last wild card spot right now, guys. <laughs> I mean, this is the reality. I feel like when the trade deadline gets talked about around the New York sports teams, people like to just quickly throw together the Yankees and Mets as if they're in the same situation. They're not. Unfortunately, they are not. The Yankees did not decide to piss away their first, you know, couple months of the year. They they didn't. They, you know, hung around in some close games, rallied, and they find themselves, I don't know, seven games over. We're, I know we're in fourth place now, but we're right there for a wild card spot, just a game back. Where the Mets are seven games back of the last wild card spot. The Cardinals are eleven. So, you know, my thing would be you're a week away, a bad week away from being where the Cardinals are. And the Cardinals are a good week away from being where you are. So this is where I, I go back to that Steve Cohen press conference where he said, why would I add if we continue this play, right, that he basically did. He said, I'm not going to. I'm not going to be a buyer at the deadline if we're going to continue how we were. And I guess to the Mets' credit, they did play pretty well during July so far, right? Um, but, V, I don't know. The, the Mets seem like an old team. You're going to get a 32-year-old guy. I mean, I know he's an MVP guy. I don't know. I, I just think... The last thing the Mets need is a lot of money tied to another 30-plus-year-old player. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know, V. I don't know about this I, trade. I got one more trade for you. Okay. I'm going to the uh, south side here with the Chicago White Sox. Okay. And I have the Mets is buying again because I'm convinced if the— hear, hear me out. Hear me out. If the Mets— Let's say they go, and I think they got like 15 games before the deadline. If they just go 10, oh, 9, and 6, nine and six, they're one game under 500 and probably within five games of a wild card spot. That's playing at a 600 winning percentage for the rest of the season, and you probably make the playoffs. That's my opinion on this. That's a lot to ask. It is a lot to ask. That's why I think buying and helping bolster the team up would get there okay. and also with the amount of money tied up I think they're going to try to go for it so Aaron Arnold's more of a fun trade idea this I'm actually serious about I'm going to the White Sox I'm going to get more bullpen help in Liam Hendricks I'm doing it he's becoming our closer Robertson becomes the eighth inning guy 
Rayleigh's a seven. This bullpen gets very deep, very quick. And if DS comes back and we're on the run in September or October, oh, great. We got a good problem on our hands. We got a lot of good arms. So, I got him. I also will get Eloy Jimenez. Just throwing an Eloy? I'm throwing an Eloy. He's a young guy with two, uh, after this year, one more year of control. So, not a lot of, not a lot of years of control. Clearly, in my opinion, the White Sox are not contending next year. Even. I'd be shocked. So, and they're definitely not contending this year. So, I got a deal here. Working. Going to start off with Ronnie Mauricio. It's going to include Tyler McGill, Mark Vientos, and Joel Diaz. So, Joel Diaz, in case you don't know, he's a 19-year-old uh, starting pitcher, pitching in uh, um, single A. And he hasn't pitched this year. Last year, he had a bit of a rough year. year prior, had a really good year. Um, uh, clearly, McGill is a guy who I think has a very high upside. Hasn't shown it yet. Maybe a change of scenery. Less spotlight might be good for him. And then Mauricio, he's going to replace Tim Anderson as a starting shortstop, in my opinion. Tim Anderson's leaving after the, by the deadline or this year. Mauricio comes in, becomes our new starting shortstop for the next seven years. Mark Vientos takes Eloy Jimenez's spot in the DH spot. They got two guys they can control for the next seven years. Mets get a guy for a year and a half. They pick up Liam Hendricks' contract, and he's, he's Liam Hendricks is done after this year. I think this trade gets done. DH for the Mets gets bolstered up very, very quickly with Eloy Jimenez in there. Maybe a change of scenery for him could be good too. And clearly the bullpen gets bolstered real quick as well. You know what, V? You had me in the first half. I don't hate this. I really don't hate this. Um, I think a concern would be Eloy's injury history. Um, his contract isn't terrible. No. Definitely, when you compare it, I mean, he's got um, club options in the next couple years coming up and for $13 million, so nothing like catastrophic he's just always injured i feel like um definitely cannot play the outfield anymore yeah I I, like... yeah this trade for me is he because vogelback is somehow cut or traded yeah and he, he's coming in and he's starting every day at the dh spot he's he's just i don't know he's an old 26 to me i think this is more your speed i like this trade for the mets like yours is in the mets speed I think this is this would be a decent trade for the Mets. Um because it's just not a lot of commitment, not a lot like you don't have big money tied to anyone. You're not giving up. I mean, I know you know you get to hang on to Beatty at least. I know you guys like Mauricio, but I yeah, think for it's me, probably worth it. For me it. the biggest prospect that is hard to touch is Kevin Parada for the Mets. The top catching prospect. I know we have Alvarez. But nothing's guaranteed, and Parada is raking in uh, high A. He's been batting like 350 the last two months, hitting a lot of home runs. He's got some high, high upside. He is a guy, I think, where he nets you some next-level player. He's not a guy that gets you very solid players. So for me, he's untouchable. Jet Williams is a very good prospect with the Mets. I would not want to really touch unless for a big name. But the other guys I named, very good prospects. Obviously, McGill's a, a somewhat proven. 
And then Joel Diaz, a young guy, throws hard. Um, you know, those guys can always develop to really to being really, really good as well. And it gets you Hendricks for half a year and Eloy Jimenez for one or two years. All right, V. I don't, I don't hate it. Are you ready for my Mets trade? You're probably going to no. not like it very much. You're sitting there with your button. Classic. <laughs> if you hate All it, right. can I press it? Oh, thanks. <laughs> my trade is for the Mets to trade him. Open it. I get why he does it. I get why he does it. Is it fun? It, well, and Jack, I love you, but it just you just went so quiet. It's like if I ever want someone to stop talking. Right. All right, so. My trade would be for the Mets to give up Max Scherzer and trade him to the Baltimore Orioles in exchange for right-handed reliever Dylan Tate, shortstop Jorge Mateo, and prospect Dylan Beavers. And that's it. V, how do we feel about this? Oh, I'm not going to press it. I'm not going to press it because I don't hate it because I like Jorge Mateo a lot. I like him a lot. Now, I don't know about the last prospect you said. Do you have any kind of summary for me yeah, there? He, he was a first-round pick back in 2022. Um, he's supposed to be – he's an outfielder. He's got good power, apparently. Um, he's only 21. He's in double-A right now. Um, that's really all I got for you here. And he's Dylan hitting. Tate, he's been, he's been pitching this year, right? Yeah, he's a reliever. He's a solid right-handed reliever. He's got good stuff. I think that helps your bullpen. I think the main thing, and obviously, this is Max Scherzer would have to waive the no trade clause because he does have a no trade clause. Yep. And on top of it, I think the Mets would have to pay the rest of his salary for this year. I, I, ooh, I have a one thing though. No starting pitcher coming back in this trade is something I would be shocked they do. Okay. If, because but how would you? F- be- Sorry, sorry. I'll let you finish. And I guess this would be a little bit of, like, in a couple weeks, let's say the Mets uh, struggle, right? I, this would not be, obviously, if you if you go well, right? This is two weeks down the line, the next 15 games, instead of what you said, 9 and 6, they go 3 and 12, right? Then I think we're looking at this trade. Yeah. What if we throw in John Means? How would you feel about that? I think I'd comfortably make that trade. Yeah, because I think you get off Scherzer's money, right, for the following mm-hmm. year. He's he's old. The Orioles need the starting uh, pitching right now because their starting pitching is horrendous. Um, and I think they can almost go for it, and maybe even they would give up another prospect. The thing is, if you go to, you know, any, like this trade simulator, it, Scherzer's negative on the scale because of how bad his contract is. And how bad he's playing right now. So that's where it gets tough, where I don't think you, you see like a huge return from Scherzer. Maybe means just because of the injury history. And hit, I mean, would it, he is Tommy John, right? So I think he's on his way back. So here's, uh, I have a funny take here before we move on here. I think there's a route where the Mets could trade Scherzer 
and low-key still contend. Yeah. Because let's say you get like a young... I don't even know how to approach the sentence. Let's say you get like a young guy who's big league ready or maybe he's had a few starts for a different team that's coming over and he pitches well in the second half for the Mets and is he's just replacing Scherzer and everyone else in the rotation stays and pitches well and the offense doesn't get any subtractions and maybe just lets the young guys play. There's every chance in the world the Mets still got a shot. My yeah. Opinion. Yeah, I think so too. I think... I mean, it's not like Scherzer's been outstanding or he's even performed well in big games for you guys. I think Jorge Mateo's a solid piece. Stolen bases, I know he's completely fallen off after I gave him all the credit for um, one of the guys the Yankees let go a long time ago. But um, he's completely fallen off. But maybe a change of scenery wouldn't be bad for him because I know they probably want to get some of their other prospects in at the middle infield positions. Yeah. And Mateo could even be a corner outfielder. Like, he's that athletic, could probably play second base, could probably play third base if you needed him to. Do so. you uh, do you think there's a trade partner for Marte anywhere here? Dude, I was looking. I was looking for a while. I don't see one unless, like, I think he would have to be, like, a throw-in. Like, if things go wrong and... I don't know, maybe for maybe Alonzo, like... Alonzo and Marte. I don't think the Mets would trade Alonzo, but, you know, they're going to have to pay him soon, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, 100% there. Alonzo's going to get probably a $200 million contract. Um, So, for me, I think Marte's got to get paired up with another guy who's got a decent contract on him. Where it's trading of kind of bad contracts. Okay. Um... Mate, and I'm going to do this because I know Yasmani Grandal is on the White Sox and he gets paid a decent amount. What okay. if somehow you get Marte involved and you get Grandal involved? Maybe you get maybe you get maybe you could trade Armor Narvaez from the Mets because he has a decent, really not expensive contract. Maybe a team that's kind of in contention that needs a catcher that's pretty solid, and then Grandal becomes our backup catcher. Doesn't play much, but whatever. Huh. It, and, and there's ways I think the Mets can move around the money to free up right field and maybe make McNeil a right fielder full-time, get a second baseman, call up... I, I think there's ways. I don't know if they're willing to go down all that... You know, that's a lot of moving parts there that have to go your way. Right. But I wonder if there's a way, because right now Marte just doesn't cut it for me. Yeah, v, that actually brings up a good point where if the Mets, instead of... Instead of, you know, buying per se or selling per se, that's how it tends. we tend to look at trades in, during the MLB trade deadline, right? You're either on one side of the aisle, you're buying, trying to get good players, or selling. What if we just shuffle the deck a little bit in the middle, the fringe players? We just shuffle some new guys in, shuffle some other guys out, and, you know, we don't make any abrupt changes or anything drastic, but we just shuffle the middle. Could that be a big enough change of vibes or you know, a little bit of a spark here or there to push the Mets towards, you know, a better month of July than continue that plan to August, maybe? Yeah, you, I don't know if you remember 2019, Jack. Um, the Mets were remember. selling, and then they acquired Stroman, but they acquired Stroman because he had an extra year on his contract. They mm -hmm. got him really for the next year, or 2020. However that worked, I'm not sure. They got him for the next year, and then they they uh, 
Oh, who else did they get? They got a bullpen arm that had another year of control. They got like guys where they can, even if the year went to shit, which I ended up doing, it was um, they were building for the following year. So I right. wonder if they could get a trade for guys who not only have, um, they'll have just as rentals. Maybe get a guy where they can try to build off them for the following year. Right. That's why I think Scherzer would definitely be in the cards, even in that scenario. Because you could really say, since I mean, since that wild card game, how many good starts has the guy even had? Like, were, he, were you he, saying... Yeah, he, like, he had a string of five good starts at this point in the season. Every other one has been very, very up and down. Yeah, but I feel like nothing even like Max Scherzer-esque, like, right? Nothing, nah. nothing like last year when he was really feeling it towards the beginning of the year or the dog when he was on the Dodgers humming it. I don't know. Just doesn't look like the same guy to me. So if you can get a desperate team and there's a few that are desperate for the starting pitching, I don't know. I think it's worth a shot and you got, you know, you could still definitely compete without him. You know, it's not like he's been good. So I, I, I can't argue there. I can't argue there. All right, Jack, I I really I'm glad you kind of talked about trading French players and shuffling the deck a little bit because boy do I have a trade proposal for each of you. And I think that's the approach I would go. Now I am using V's notebook. But he has not seen this trade, so um I'm gonna start with the Mets too, because we left off with the Mets. So V, my proposed trade for the Mets. Is going to include the Mets giving rid of Ronnie Maruccio, Kevin Parada, who apparently is untouchable. I'm going to throw in David Peterson. I'm also going to throw in Vientos. And the Mets are going to get Shohei Otani. Whoa. Loaded. <laughs> oh, baby. What do we think? Oh, my. Um, we're trading French players, Jack. <laughs> Jesus, this is that's a lot to give up for a potential rental. Um, man, my my uh, my baseball mind and my mind to like hell yeah. I mean, like, talk about putting a dominant pitcher and a dominant hitter on your team in one is amazing. You're giving up a lot. What I'd like to be able to do is maybe get a a guaranteed contract extension with him locked in, and I would do it. Otherwise, I probably would be a little hesitant. V, I think if you have some sort of guarantee, man, you're going to need to give up way more than that. Way more than that. Really? Yes. It, it's okay. going to start with Beatty. I think Beatty... Is probably perceived as your most valuable asset. Okay. I mean, am I wrong? Oh, obviously Alvarez, but I would assume Alvarez would not be in that discussion. I yeah, I gotta assume now. So, what have you? Would that trade be enough for you with no contract guarantees? Yeah, I for if I'm the Angels, yes, but I'm if I'm the Mets. I'm not doing that trade. The Angels screwed I probably, up. I'd probably they, be very hesitant. The, the Angels really screwed up. They should have traded Shohei last offseason because it, it, it puts your team at such a disadvantage to 
make a catastrophic change in your farm system by shipping all these prospects away, and you don't even know if you're going to retain the guy, right? It it's it's a risk that I don't think many teams would take. I don't even think the Yankees back in their heyday would take that risk. It's crazy. It's a crazy risk. Maybe San Diego, like, if they didn't pull the Juan Soto deal, right? That's the only thing. But now, like, I, I can't see it. And also, how how would you ever be a, like? It, let's say the Mets traded for Otani. They missed the playoffs. They missed the playoffs, and then he leaves. I mean, that is just that that is just horrendous. That's that Mets. That's Mets in definition. That's very Mets. But <laughs> I don't think. First of all, I don't think Steve Cohen's going to do anything like that. I just, especially without a president who he seemed to just continue to talk about during a press conference. Oh, we need a president of baseball operations. Oh, we need a president. We need a president. I don't think Epler is allowed to make a Shohei Otani type trade. I just don't. I think if a team wants to trade for him, I and I uh, call me a homer V. I think the Yankees have a better chance of trading for him than the Mets do. But I think the Dodgers, it's going to be Dodgers, Yankees, Seattle. If they didn't trade for um, Luis Castillo, would be an excellent position to trade for him right now. But they gave up Novelli Marte for Luis Castillo. I really still like Seattle to trade for him. Or, I'm sorry, to sign him in the offseason. I really do like that. All right, Jack, I have a feeling um, you might not like my next proposal for the Yankees. Um, but we're going to go ahead and give up Jason Dominguez. Austin Wells, Randy Vasquez, Oswald Peraza, and Drew Thorpe for Shohei Don. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dave. <laughs> no, I'm just, just enter- entertain um, me, Jack. Entertain me. Here, Jack, I hit mean, it. Hit it. No, I'm not going to hit it. Um, oh, thankfully it didn't work. Didn't so. work. <laughs> I think for all the reasons I just said, it, it's just incredibly risky. But Buster only did say on ESPN that the the Yankees, what he hears is that the Yankees would be very much in on Shohei Otani if he became available. I find that very hard to believe. Um, my worry, V and Dave. <laughs> I just, uh, I can't. I, I, It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you this. Would you be excited with that news, Broke? 100%. I think that's what you got to understand. Everyone that... in New York would be so excited. <laughs> oh, boy, B. The Yankees should make that deal just to make Jack excited. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. It's not just Jack. Think about it. Yeah, you're going to get like those Yankee fans that think they're GMs all over the world complaining about whatever. Think about the immediate impact it has on the Yankees. Not only that, if he comes here, Yankees go on a postseason run. He tastes the postseason with the Yankees for the first time in his career. Has success. Maybe the Yankees go on a little run. Maybe they don't win it all. Whatever. He's like, fuck it. I'm staying with them. I like it here. We win here. Yankees never missed the fucking playoffs. I'm winning here. I'm not going. I'm risking anything else. 
Okay. I would I would feel so much better about that if he hadn't said Shohei has said multiple times that he prefers the West Coast because it's a cheaper. Or I'm sorry, not cheaper. It's a uh, less hours to Japan. The flight to Japan is less from the West Coast than it is from the East. He said that. That was one of the reasons why he signed with the Angels. Um, he he said he really likes it on the West Coast. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think money will talk just fine with him. Yeah, but the Angels have tons of money. But they don't win. And he says he just wants to win now. My point. Okay. Uh, I mean... I think, honestly... I don't, I don't believe in how. I don't believe in... It's up to how, right? That's what it's going to come down to. Will how cut the check? I don't oh, think hi, he hi, he's He's horrible. Let me just put that out there. But he, he'll cut the check, I think. But in my opinion... Shohei Otai says he likes the West Coast, blah, 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 blah. He wants to win. He's one of, he is the best player in this game right now. And he hasn't tasted the playoffs once. Okay, but why are, why are, why are the Yankees attractive? Why are we attractive? It's New York. Okay, but I mean, when you look at the team and you look at like, oh, um, this is how you treated your superstar. You leaked the, his contract extension to the press to get him to, you know, make a decision. Like you did that, then you have a pretty much an aging and injury prone position player at every infield position. You, you don't have a left fielder. You signed, you traded for John Carlos Stan instead of maybe getting Bryce Harper, Manny Machado. Like, I mean, when you look around at the roster, it's not like it's a great roster, in my opinion. The, the way I view it, I think you use Cole and Judge as your mainstay. Be like, yo, we have two MVPs in our lineup, and we have two Cy Young guys in our rotation. You can be both. Yeah. I mean, it all makes sense. I get it. Like, I just... Now listen, I will be insanely jealous if it happens, but it makes sense. Makes sense. It, it's not going to happen. You should That's go to this team. You should go to this team. Jack, I don't know if you remember, um, but early in the season, B and I went to a Yankees-Angels game. And we had the pleasure right. of sitting next to a very young child wearing an, an Otani jersey. Big mm. Angels fan. Super into the game. The Angels were winning. Otani hit a home run. The kid was loving it, having the day of his life. We sit right next to him, and V just goes... Otani's coming to the Mets. Ruin the kid's night. Just ruin the kid's night. <laughs> God, me. So I had to entertain him a little bit with this. Uh, let me say, he was like a 14 or 15-year-old kid. It's not like he was a child. Very young child. He was a, he was a teenager, okay? Um, the reason why I said it was he was a bit of an annoying guy. He kept hitting me with his glove because he kept trying to, like, dance. And I'm like, can you stop dancing? And he, like, kept hitting me, like, I almost hit him. But like, nonstop, we just kept doing this. And I was like, Otani's coming to the Mets, kid. <laughs> Screw you. He didn't look V's way again. Nope, he didn't. He, he stopped bothering me, I'll tell you that. Hey, real quick, I'm going to force you guys to give me an answer to this next question. Just out of curiosity, we're talking a lot about trades. If you had to pick one realistic guy from the other team, so V, pick a Yankees player, Jack, pick a Mets player. What's one guy that you would love to trade for or would entertain a trade for? You want me to go first? So I'm going for the Yanks. It's it. This is an this is a slam dunk. It's Belly, Bellinger. 
No, 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 no. I'm saying the ah, Mets. The Yanks. Yeah, the Mets are trading for a Yankees player. Oh, I didn't process this. Um, do you want Jack to go first? Fuck, hold on, I need a second here. <laughs> Doesn't have to be like you don't have to give me a formal trade offer. Yep, what, yep. what kind of guy? Get me Cortez. Interesting V. Um, you know what? Give me Danny Burgers with the short porch. He might become an MVP. Yo, Burgers for Nestor? No, 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 no. That's not what I said. <laughs> Yo, he's bringing all the money in. Bring all the money. Um, I mean, hey, it could happen. You never know. Uh, well, there we know. I'm excited for the trade deadline. I know you guys are too. It's just an exciting time to be a baseball fan. I won't even be in the country for the trade deadline. My man's just leaving us for for uh, Europe for a long business trip. Whatever. You BQB doing. is going international. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, well, V, we'll keep you up to date, and uh, hopefully, you can stop by and still give your fans some time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to make a little sneak peek while I'm out there, guys. Yeah, yeah. You enjoy your vacation, nonetheless. Fellas, with that being said, I say we wrap this up. We got, um, you know, the second half of the season quickly approaching, trade deadline quickly approaching. We'll keep giving you guys up-to-date information on everything New York baseball. Do you guys have any closing comments for this episode? Uh, the trade deadline is going to be very fun this year. Riveting comments from V. Uh, Shohei Otani will have remained an angel for the remainder of the season. Wow. The angels don't resign him, that would be a cat. That'd be, he should be uh, They already they already screwed up. They did, but they better just cut him a four hundred, five hundred million dollar check then if they're gonna not trade him. We did this whole song and dance about Mike Trout. We did the exact same thing, and then what? He, and they paid him five hundred million, and then he said, "You know what? I really like the weather here, and I like the ballpark, and I like to be an angel." So that's where he's been. I got, I got. I guess time will tell. Well, listen, um, you you gotta interact with us on the socials. I want to hear all your trade proposals. I want to hear all you Twitter GMs go off and tell these two how wrong they were um v you gotta let you gotta let them know where they can find us they can find us on instagram they certainly can dave they can at bqb podcast like comment follow and dm the dms go right to him so there you go jack can they find us on talk on the talk they can they can find us on the talk at bqb podcast check us out and if you're a Twitter GM, of course, you can find us on Twitter at BQB Podcast. You can also listen to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google, Amazon, and all that good stuff. So Facebook. Um, Facebook, YouTube, all that good stuff. Subscribe. Thank you. If you like us, find a Twitter GM and tell him to listen to us because he probably won't like no, us that much. No, no. But I want to argue. And, and we want views, so that'd be great. Uh, and likes. Very good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up this episode. We will catch you next time.